Welcome, everyone. We're about to begin with this Hashem Feedback and Insight Sheer number 113. In order to be successful in marriage, in life in general, but especially successful in marriage, one needs to realize that it doesn't just happen. It needs constant adaptation, constant revisions, constant changes every day. And it's a result of being fully aware and, like we said in the last year, intentional action. To be aware of what's happening in your life, in your husband's life, in your wife's life, in the world around you, and the action that will make a difference for all those involved. There is so many times in a marriage when you're dealing with a situation when the thought crosses in our minds, if only my wife would do this and this, if only my husband would do this and that. And so many times you want your spouse to take action first. And sometimes when we look at it objectively, we want our spouse to take action first. Could be often because we ourselves are stubborn, or we ourselves have fear, or we ourselves don't give ourselves that expectation uh, for ourselves. And we just have that expectation that it is our wife's responsibility or our husband's responsibility to change things or to fix what they are doing, that they always need to be more loving, that they always need to be more kind, that they always need to be nicer. And that's the thought that generally crosses our mind. And we waste a lot of time on those type of thoughts. I thought he needed to do that. I thought she needed to do that. That was the only problem here. And the truth is, is that your spouse is not the only one who needs to take action in your marriage. It's very, very important to understand that the most important person that you could change is yourself, me, myself, I. I could change and I need to change. And It's just human nature. We do not want to confront ourselves in the mirror and say to ourselves, what can I do to change how we are connecting right now in this marriage? And until we are willing to look in the mirror directly and deal with what we can do, um, then we will very often be in this holding pattern. So the change starts with you. We did talk about that it is indeed a two-way street. And if you are indeed putting all the work in and you really put it in for many, many months and the other, your spouse, husband, or wife isn't, then it's time to get objective outside professional help in the matter. But the starting of it is to not just for a week or two, not just for a month, but to consistently decide that the change starts with you. And you work at it day in and day out. And if a long period of time goes by when you're doing the right things and nothing's changing, then indeed you ask and get outside help. But the change starts with you. You need to change before your husband changes. You need to change before your wife changes. To adopt this mentality going forward, what can I do? That what can I do mindset in the marriage of taking action in any area of the relationship and to shift it because when you think about it's me what i can change what i can do very often many things happen now 
What happens is, is you don't focus now on what your spouse needs to change. You're not telling them what they need to do. You're not complaining about what's happening. And you're not putting the whole relationship responsibility on them. And that last point is a key point because very often we don't even realize it ourselves because we see our spouse's faults and we have a harder time seeing our own faults. And what we're doing is we're putting the burden of the relationship in the marriage on our husbands, on our wives, not on ourselves. And when both individuals take their personal responsibility, then the entire dynamic of your relationship changes. That's why each one listening to this, husband separately, wife separately, they have to look at themselves first and create that change. To step into a role of being a leader in your marriage, being proactive in your marriage, to try to take responsibility. And you ask this question, what can I do? What can I say? When you feel like complaining, when you feel like blaming, when you feel like nagging, you ask the question, okay, this is not a a healthy behavior. What can I actually do to help this relationship? Things aren't going the way you want it. You also ask that question. Okay, what does Hashem want from me? What can I do? If you want to plan a date night, a weekend away, family vacation, and you're always relying on your husband or your wife to do that for you, you can think to yourself, what can I do to get this moving? What can I do? Same thing with the physical intimate life. When you're evaluating it, you ask yourself, okay, I'm passive about it, but what can I do in order to get that aspect better? Or whether it's finances, or whether it's the hashkafa in the house, all aspects, to look at yourself in the mirror and realize the change starts with you and understand that. So whatever situation you find yourself, if, you know, if, if, if indeed you say, you could tell me, well, I'm doing that already, and I'm doing putting in all the heavy lifting, and it's my spouse that's not, then it's time to get a marriage coach or speak to a Rav or a therapist and go together. There may be many reasons why one is willing to put in the work and one not. In a Hanami, if a long extended period of time, I can't give a time frame, you say four months, six months, whatever it is, where you're doing everything you can and you are taking responsibility and you are making the changes and you are being proactive, and still it's not going, then you go to a marriage coach and an objective rav or therapist together to work that out. But many, many times, I wouldn't say the word 90%, I can't give you an exact percentage, but in rav, rav, majority, majority of the cases, when one decides, husband or wife, individually, that they are going to take responsibility, they are going to make their changes, look themselves in the mirror, take that responsibility, things indeed start shifting. The other one responds in kind, and things get a lot better. So it does, it's true, marriage takes two. Marriage is a teamwork. It's a team of two people who have different strengths, who look at the world differently, they each bring up different ideas, and, and different ways of accepting responsibilities of any things, And that's an important thing to know, that your husband, wife, is not supposed to be just like you. They think differently. They act differently. It's not just the man and women difference. It's also the actual human being difference, that you're different. And that's a very, very good thing. If the two of you were exactly the same, what do you need the two for? You work together towards it. 
What can we do as a team? And that's such an important thing. What happens is, and marriage coaches testify to this, that when a, a couple comes in, they look at each other, the couple, not as teammates, but as um, opponents to one another. It's like a tug of war. Each one is trying to drag the other one into the mud. And that a coach tries to help them. And if they can't help themselves, what we're trying to do is try to help yourselves to not look at it that way anymore. And to hold the two of you, link arms, get on the same side of things, become a team and face the problems together as one. And the both of you together can strategize solutions, work out strategies of how to overcome challenges in every aspect of the marriage and the relationship. Looking for win-win outcomes. That happens a lot where basically sometimes, yes, you want opposite things and you have to come to a compromise in the middle. But very often you could figure out solutions that you both get what you want and you both have a win-win situation. If you think like a team, even though you both have different desires of what you want, if you both act like a team, very, very often when you're working on a solution, you can figure out a solution that makes the both of you happy, that has a positive outcome for the both of you, where ultimately you both get what you need. That happens a lot. Sometimes, yes, you need to compromise also. In this particular instance, one gives in to the other, and then in another instance, the other one gives in to that, to the, to that one, and sometimes that works too. But it's a teamwork. And you play on your individual strengths also. You realize you work as a team, similar to bank playing a sport together in the same team. You're good at, at defense. You're good at offense. You're good at passing. You're good at scoring. Same thing over here. A wife, I have this strength. A husband, I have this strength. And you play your strengths together, work walking side by side, each one using their strengths in the best possible way. We're going to talk now about the common pitfalls that holds one's back from having a healthy relationship in a marriage. And we're going to talk about six various intimacies that we touched upon in other Shalom Bayis and Feedback Shiurim. But before we do that, and we're going to talk about it at length, but before we do that, we're going to talk about the pitfalls, the things to avoid that holds back this real healthy intimacy. The first one that's a big pitfall is unvoiced expectations when you don't express what your expectation is and what you want or what you need. Everyone has expectations. Sometimes you could voice them. Again, you need to voice them in a healthy way, but you need to voice them. And sometimes you don't voice them. And those unvoiced expectations leads you to in a path where you're saying things as follows. You're saying something like this. If you really loved me, I wouldn't have to tell you. Or we've been together this long, we're married X amount of years, 10, 20 plus years, whatever. You should know what I like already. You should know what I want already. You should know what I expect already. Or I can't believe you don't know this about me. All those statements, let's pick the first one. If you really loved me, I wouldn't have to tell you. It does nothing to build a connection between a husband and a wife. These statements will make you drift apart even further. If you really love me, I wouldn't have to tell you. Is poison. No. 
if you love uh, you love me, but I do need to tell you. You should know what I like, want to expect. No, not necessarily. I need to express what I like and want to expect for you to know. These statements drive people apart, drive marriages to drift apart. If you really love me, I would have to wouldn't have to tell you is not a healthy thing. Instead, you make the commitment to voice your expectation in a calm way, respectful way to your spouse. And when you do this, coaching co- people who coach couples, therapists, rabbanim who are experts in this area, all say that it's much easier for one spouse to work together with the other and to meet expectations when they know what these expectations are. This disappointment of they should have known, could have known, would have known, you have to throw out the window. You need to express clearly your expectation in a healthy, calm way. And when you express yourself clearly, that allows your husband or your wife to be able to take that action and to be able to meet your need. Because, like I said, the majority, majority of the time, they want to meet your need. But they cannot read your mind. This is one of the biggest pitfalls. They cannot read your mind. Yes, you have scenarios where you're connected, where it looks like they're reading each other's mind. And it is true. Sometimes you know each other so well, you say a sentence and your spouse could finish it for you. But you can't expect that to happen all the time. You really shouldn't expect that to happen. When it happens, it's nice. It's beautiful. But don't make assumptions. You're both changing. You're changing human beings. You change based on experience. You change based on life situations and what you want or what you like and even some levels of your own hashkafa in Yiddishkeit or the way you run the house can change from day to day or from hour to hour even or from month to month where you did a certain mahalach in your house, hashkafali, and you want to switch it a little bit. You realize maybe I'm going, I'm too lax or maybe I'm too strict and you adjust, but you don't tell your spouse that you're adjusting. You can't expect them to read your mind or to know exactly what you want. And you're making life more difficult for them. You're making life more difficult for yourself by using these expressions. If you really love me, I wouldn't have to tell you. I can't believe you know about, uh, don't know this about me. Or we've been together so long, you should know what I like, want, or expect. These things are make things difficult for you, difficult for your husband, difficult for your wife. It's not fair to either one of you to do that. And it makes no difference how long you're married. It makes no difference how much you imagine in your mind that your husband or wife should know this about you already. Throw that expectation out in the garbage. Throw it out. And instead, going forward, you say, that's not fair. It leads to frustration. It leads to irritation. It leads to resentment. Instead, I'm going to learn in a healthy way. Again, not nagging, not complaining, not using harsh words, but in a calm way. Express yourself clearly of what your needs are, what your expectations are, what your ashkafas are, and so on, that allows your husband or wife to be able to help take action and meet your needs. Because like I said, if you say things the right way and you explain it, then it, it most of the time, the majority of the time, they are thrilled, they are happy to fulfill your need and to take care of it and understand it. We don't realize how long you're going to say people are sort of cynical about that because they're intelligent people. 
So very often they leave things unsaid. This happens at work a lot between employees and employers, a lot of misunderstandings. Because yes, for example, you're training them in the beginning to explain a lot, and then you stop explaining anything at all, and they're already there for a year or two. You're expected to be cruise control, but very often you need to sometimes articulate the basics again, or articulate something that you think they should know of, but it seems like they're missing it, to explain it again. And that's perfectly healthy and perfectly good. And that is so important between a husband and a wife. So now to, to, to review what we said here are two very fundamental, important points. Number one is that success in marriage doesn't just happen. You need to have an awareness and intentional action. You need to look yourself in the mirror and realize that you need to change yourself first. What can I do? Be proactive. Look for win-win situations and work on not look at your, that your spouse should change, but that you can change. Now, if you're doing this for six months straight and it's not working so well, and it seems like your husband and wife is not responding to it that well, then you both go to a healthy, competent marriage coach or Rav or therapist. But you have to start many, like I said, the majority of the time, we don't even begin to start doing this because when we do, for a, not just for a week or two, but for six months straight committed to do this, to look yourself in the mirror and take that action, the majority of the cases, your spouse, your husband, your wife will respond in a very positive way and be happy to fulfill your needs and express that love back to you. And we talked about the first common pitfall that holds back those six levels of intimacy which we're going to talk about later. And the first one is those unvoiced expectations, which is we have to throw out the window that whole mentality. They should have known, could have known, would have known. Um, I'm upset they didn't know this about me type of thing. You need to express yourself clearly. And when you do that clearly and calmly, that allows your husband or wife to take action and meet your needs. And very, very often they are happy to do that for you. It is much easier, couples, couple coaching couples, I'm going to say it again, much easier to work together when they know what these expectations are when it is expressed. You cannot expect your spouse to be a mind reader. You need to express it no matter how basic it is, how simple it is. Sometimes you need to simply spell it out and that itself removes a lot of resentment, removes a lot of frustration and irritation. And the majority, majority of times when your wife or husband hears this, they are happy to shower back and fulfill the needs and expectations that you want. And it's a two-way street and it becomes a very beautiful relationship. Baruch